Welcome to another show of the ABC of Fita. Welcome to another show of the ABC of Fita, the third episode um, on the letter C. For those who haven't heard, listened to our show, mm-hmm. every week we do um, a show on a different letter of the alphabet. And today it's the third show. So we do the letter C. Mm-hmm. So we discuss all concepts, people, and ideas, and... I don't know, music bands that start from C. Right. Mm? So C is today. And isn't it amazing? What uh, is amazing? Isn't it amazing? Isn't it a wonderful coincidence that uh, we're doing a C today, that it's nearly Christmas? Is it a coincidence? Is or? it a coincidence or is it not a coincidence? I think it might not be a coincidence. However, we're going to start uh, our, our discussion with something different. Last, yeah. last week... Um, Let's leave Christmas for later on. Uh-huh. But last week was terrible so i want you to be very focused i don't know because the, there's, there was this discussion about uh, whether last week was terrible yeah. or it wasn't that terrible the and some, b, and the some b we thought that the letter b was terrible yeah. and that the letter a was better yeah. but then many people said that the letter b was better and letter a was kind of a bit stiff still mm. the audience liked the letter b then but that might be because the audience is a little bit sensationalist and they mm. want like cheap jokes and yeah, i think yeah. in under b we had more cheap jokes we don't have a good audience yet um w- somebody mentioned that uh, we didn't uh, talk about the uh, Bitcoin last week mm, but and uh, in order to uh, fix this issue mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we have chosen something um, that will be uh, that starts with a C mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. can uh, rectify this problem okay yeah so are we ready for uh, our first keyword the first keyword is uh, we always have problem with the first drum roll mm. <laughs> oh why is the first drum roll never work it's because yeah here we are so the first letter for <laughs> the first word for today yeah. is cryptocurrency right okay and it, it wasn't i i had in mind that we would do cryptocurrency and see that's why we didn't discuss bitcoins really week, i yeah. didn't have in mind that mm-hmm. the only mm-hmm. reason you have it in mind is because that's all you're thinking <laughs> the recently. only thing i have in mind recently. We, we are doing a lot of different projects and all you're thinking about is how to make money through cryptocurrency it's true. which which means that you're sort of like almost joining the alt-right uh put in wave. I mean, it, it was meant to be, you know. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've spent my teenage years on uh, 4chan. I've been part of the nerd culture. Mm-hmm. So it only makes sense I'm that male. Yeah. I'm so, gay. So, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so that, that it all comes together to <laughs> the becoming something very totalitarian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let me introduce cryptocurrency to, to those old people who mm-hmm. listen to our show and All right. don't, don't know what cryptocurrency Ageism. are. Ageism? Well... Go on. Like, uh, after the bisexual segment last week, I think we're, we've passed the point of political correctness. correctness. Right. <clears throat> and my alt-right uh, affiliations. So, cryptocurrencies. So, instead of people uh, having a bank mm-hmm. that kind of dictates whose money is where and who has money, who hasn't. Mm-hmm. So, people have this public kind of uh, like it's called the blockchain uh, like basically a public domain where all the transactions are being um, kind of um, 
written upon. Okay. So it's it's accessible by all the users. So all the users are auditing. We're this. not really interested in the technicalities oh, of no? this because this is making a very boring show. Yeah, you yeah, do yeah. realize yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But let's go to the cultural implications. Right. So, so if the blockchain becomes the new way people exchange money mm-hmm. and banks are no, no longer needed. Right. Because we have this new technology. Who's going to make money? The worst people. The worst people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who are the worst people? Okay, it's 99% white males uh-huh. uh, with uh, no higher education. Okay. Uh, who at best are politically aligned with libertarian ideas. Okay. At worst, they're Nazis. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really... It's really uh, so it's... A, it's, it's a, could one say that the that blockchain is, mm-hmm. is sort of the ultimate dystopia of power to the people it, it is it truly is and uh, it's, it's interesting how w- there was all this discussion oh we need more women in technology and stuff like that and then you have the new uh, big thing in technology the blockchain technology and it's like 99% men uh, making money it's really tragic um, and I've heard that you are investing on uh, some things that uh, uh, Putin also likes. <laughs> so yeah, so Bitcoin. Vladimir Putin, uh, your friend. So now our show is gonna be like uh, <laughs> after, <laughs> after. From now on, <laughs> it's going to be recorded. <laughs> and, and from now on, we give advice to people who, <laughs> who want to invest their money, especially in Greece. People have so much money to oh, invest. Okay. <laughs> so Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Is the first big popular project uh, that uses the blockchain, but then Ethereum comes into the Ethereum. Ethereum, which is uh, even better. Okay, <laughs> and this is what you are choosing. I think you and Vladimir. Me and Vladimir agree that Ethereum has more potential to be, you know, so a, um, maybe yeah. we should have yeah a part of the show uh, dedicated to which <laughs> cryptocurrency you should be following in the next two weeks huh? yeah yeah there is also monero that the pedophiles like i've also invested in um, um and what about any thailand uh, drug use i haven't done that okay. yet all right but yeah there is omg that's good if you if you want to buy children in thailand generally the cryptocurrency world is a world of um wonderful things <laughs> yeah it's the future it's uh, uh, right so i mean w- what is better if crypto currency fails mm-hmm. then the banks win then the banks win i don't know what's better the so banks probably so the, ch- the choice is either uh, either yeah. centralized capitalism or basically decentralized fascism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very nice we started with a very nice and happy touch <laughs> and i think we can go to our first song but there is also what there are also the bad cryptocurrencies like the ones that are owned by big companies which so there is an extra layer of dystopianism <laughs> like ripple and iota and and where do they stand in in the banks versus uh people <laughs> they are like the worst they're just in between the two <laughs> okay it's truly it's it's magical world <laughs> like before we started the show i was i was i was on um, fortune getting uh, advice investment advice so, uh, when i'm talking about investment i mean about like less than 100 euros <laughs> just, yeah. just to make <laughs> c- clear that i'm not <laughs> some kind of monster <coughs> or a rich or, person or yeah rather than that um so yeah and they were saying how oh the banks were invented by the jews and the aryan race invented the blockchain <laughs> 
<laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I think we can go to a song. Um, uh, is it on this on the on that on that note? On that let's note. listen to a yeah. uh, sort of like post-Italo disco band from the <laughs> early, late seventies called Crisma and their song Chinese Restaurant. Nice.
Isn't it a fantastic song? I really like the job. This uh, song. Charisma is such a great band. Um, so um, it was a bit Christmassy too. Was it a bit Christmassy? Like in a quite n- twisted way. Not like last Christmas. Yeah, <coughs> this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Thank you for the sound effects. I think I needed the sound effect um, for this. Let's continue to the next concept of the Sea Week. It's the common sense. Oh dear, common sense. I hate fucking common sense it's so really funny much. Because for many people, the whole idea of the common sense is a bit of a minor concept. But we are all always talking about the common I sense. I hate common sense so much. Is it because you're elitist? It's probably because I'm elitist. Yeah. Um, but it's also because common sense is a bit kind of... It's so crap. Because what is... Yeah. I mean, what is... It's it it almost it, it, common sense implies that there is a sort of like um, you know that there are things that don't have to do with uh, our ne- you know the way we are we, we grow up or the way that uh, society chooses things that are more dominant than others and so on. But the thing is, there are things you think that should be done in the right way. This is some it's kind not of a, um, no. It's a not a question. No, it's not a question. I uh, think you're particularly traumatized by the Greek common sense. Uh, the, this is the case. Yeah. Um, I don't think the notion because you don't oppose look, like look, look. social conventions in general. You're not like oh, people shouldn't wait. Uh, you know, when the metro doors open, for example. I don't think this is common sense. Mm. Uh, w- what you call I don't know social manners mm. or you know yeah conventions. So- social conventions. Mm. Um, what is common sense then? Can you define it? I think common sense is a bit more like wink wink than than that. <laughs> Can you break that <laughs> down? <laughs> it's it's common sense has a slight um, conspiratorial I think underline. Mm. Um, it's it's something to do with the truth. Conspiracy, another word. I think yeah. Starting from C. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think it's something to do with truth. Um, common sense. Um, it's like, um, for example, um, <sighs> what are, what do you want to say? I, I want to say that that um, you know, it's like uh, when you're in a party, you, mm-hmm. you find yourself in a party, mm-hmm. and everybody talks about something that uh, is on TV. All right. And and you ought to know that. Mm-hmm. in order to participate right or since you spoke about the greek trauma if you're a greek male mm-hmm. and you find yourself in random circles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then they might be talking about how it is in the army mm-hmm. there is like this kind of common sense a so- sort of um right. maybe maybe it's not even common sense that i'm exactly yeah it's, it's not the it's definition of common sense i guess but it is, I, i understand your point it's it, like the lower common denominator kind of... Of, um, of cultural of, reference. Of cultural references. Right. This is exactly what I mean. Yes. Right. So. What, what, what is this? And, 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 um, and you know what? For example... Um, so you don't like U- what unites the people? I don't really like what unites the people, mm-hmm. no. I, I, it's... Um, and, and, and actually, I don't... It's, I mean, in Greece, I'm particularly triggered mm-hmm. by most things, but in the UK, it's not really necessarily that different. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the whole uh, chit-chat culture of pubs... Mm-mm. Again, uh, I could never really participate very much in this because what, what does that include? Yeah. It's that you have to somehow 
openly and not very aggressively talk about a topic that you know very little about and that everybody seems to somehow participate, parti- you know, be interested in mm. very, very loosely. And the moment you either make it more deep or a little mm-hmm. bit more assertive, then it's considered okay. Then that fails. That kind of like you can you could hear that go. That right. So um, and and it has happened to me very many times that mm-hmm. that I, I I didn't quite get the lower common denominator as you say mm-hmm. that I would either be too punky or too intellectual for the discussion, and you know why I don't like this because I think it creates a, a sort of like um, a, a sort of um, <coughs> tyranny of the medium, right? If you if if you know what I mean. But sometimes you just want to, you know, kind of turn off your brain and just hang out with people. But I don't think it's 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 that. I mean, you can turn off your brain and and like go dancing with people, or you can, hmm. you know, I. What my problem is the semi-intellectual conversations that happen under the lower common sense denominator that you that you spoke about. I see what you mean. Yeah. I don't I don't have a problem with the with the kind of like switching off and. You know, either uh, going to some sort of bodily experiential thing, or mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. into a totally guilt-free, trashy uh, binge, for example. But you know, like because I really like, I li- I think what you described the the chit chat. I really like the poetics of the chit chat because when people just like don't really care about what they say and they don't really engage in the conversation, then if you if you notice the surface of the communication becomes so hollow, so it's it's almost poetic. It's Look. The, it's the poetic function of language. I, I know, it's interesting that you say, of all people, that you you like that. I think, in a way, maybe you like it, but mm. I can assure our audience that you cannot participate in it. Because <laughs> I've seen you inside taxis when the taxi driver tries to do a minimum amount of small talk right. based on exactly what... Uh, what were described as those lower common denominators and you are I I can't really tell how alienated you look (laughs) like I I don't think I'm a good one you put on the headphones like you're even further down to this scale no recently I'm I'm I don't know I'm a little bit better I think okay the taxi drivers are offensive but I've done that but even when they're not offensive the way that they decide so for example if I've noticed that if Mm. I am in a taxi with another woman for example they wouldn't say some they wouldn't say some sexist thing about the driver and so on mm-hmm. but if it's just with me mm-hmm. then they assume that because it's me and mm-hmm. i have a beard whatever or maybe the beard is irrelevant like it's another man mm-hmm. they can kind of come together through sexism but listen like the, uh, I that's, didn't that's say what that. that's I, what really angers me the uh, things that unite unite the people i don't i didn't say i enjoy participating i enjoy listening to you like uh, like how, how what's the verb when you listen something that you're not part of like eavesdropping yeah okay all right no i mean in the same way i mean i can i guess i am also i i can have fun looking at youtube comments and thinking right. that the world is going to hell yeah yeah it is <laughs> and uh, these people who comment on youtube they will soon be millionaires <laughs> through blockchain <laughs> through cryptocurrency right let's move to the second song it's Kevin Coyne and Tell the Truth it's about oh, heroes very nice post truth <laughs> 
We heard the story about Robin Hood. Now Robin Hood was really good. He fed the poor to feed the rich. Heard the story about Guru Christ. He was a man infested with lice. He thought he was really nice. But where is he now? We need him now. We need him now. So, tell the truth, huh? I really like the theme music. <laughs> yes. Um, tell the truth. That was Kevin Coyne from his album Politics, which, I as I was saying earlier, off-air, it's uh, interesting that it's uh, this is his only record which has mm. electronic uh, sounds. Everything else is folk. Mm. 
<laughs> which is funny what was happening to people around 81 yeah clearly some they put their fingers in the plugs <laughs> and uh, had some experience some experience yeah, yeah electricity was the Very thing important yes um <laughs> so are we ready for our next keyword yes we are the next keyword is cyborgs whoa cyborgs it's a bit like I have to say, it's a bit dated as a it's term. Totally dated. I'm not totally sure why you have inserted cyborgs here. I really like the word cyborg. I mean, everyone nowadays is speaking about posthumanism and transhumanism. Uh huh. So no one really talks about cyborgs anymore. But I mean, it sounds like '90s internet, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, it does. It's like uh, <laughs> cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah, where everything is, everyone is connected to the internet through cables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, you consider that it's interesting to bring that in. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of, you know, the Cyborg Manifesto by Donna Haraway. Mm -hmm. Although it's a bit cheating because we usually keep the philosophical concepts for the philosopher of the week. So right. But nevertheless, the Cyborg Manifesto was really interesting and very seminal obviously because they took this image from the science fiction the cyborg like the man or woman who uses technical bits on their bodies that's the cyborg half right. half, half biological half mechanical okay and she said hmm what about language and what about social constructions and how what about all these things that are kind of part of the body or kind of enhance the body but they are not mechanical okay but they are cultural so she, she opened up this this space for a reflection on what embodiment is and how what m machines are what mechanical parts are and why be. I'm still not sure why we're interested in this because that introduced humanity to the whole idea of post-human okay post-humanism and the whole idea that um, I don't like it because I don't I I, I never thought that humans are not post-human. To me, yeah, yeah. humans always seemed post-human. So to me, it's uh, it's kind of a bit uh, hip to refer to post-humanism, really. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's I mean, why why isn't uh, the telephone not post-human? Exactly. Because obviously, for the people back then, that the fact that the voice could be detached from the body in such a way must have felt like post-human but that's the thing that we needed that metaphor coming from the science fiction the cyborg in order to understand that we we've always been post-human and that's why the cyborg is so important it's like a metaphor that exaggerates a phenomenon makes you aware of your what already takes place and that's why i think the cyborg is interesting okay do you have something else to say? <laughs> because that <laughs> sounded, you know, if if I was to kind of like describe what happened, mm -hmm. it was more like a not so researched and lukewarm version of philosopher of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that's what post-human theory is really. Lukewarm and not so well researched. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. It's really like, oh, let's use this cool science fiction imagery to say something really basic. Okay. And that's why I don't like posthuman theory. But I like um, Donna Haraway because she's, um, how can I say, she's quite intense and her writing is very fun and poetic. So I think, despite the fact I don't like posthuman theory, okay, 
I still like the Cyborg Manifesto. I think maybe since you are in this kind of mood, maybe mm-hmm. we should move into the... Oh, really? Philosopher of the Week! Okay, go into Philosopher of the Week, because <laughs> you are in this philosophical mood. I am in this So I couldn't, I couldn't take you away from it. Okay. So, uh, who is our Philosopher of the Week? It was a really difficult decision to make. You always say that. This week was particularly difficult. Okay. So initially I wanted to do something on Helen Helen Sixu. Okay. But but Helen Sixu, mm-hmm. very important post feminist French mm-hmm. philosopher, very Derridian. Mm-hmm. She writes poetically. Okay. And when you take this, you know, French post structuralist poetic writing philosophers and you try to summarize them. The conclusions are so banal. Okay. It's like, okay, that sounds really stupid. It's not because they are stupid. It's because you cannot reduce a poetic text okay. into a summary. Right. So then, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I will do John Kopczyk. Okay. Who is my favorite philosopher anyway? John Kopczyk. So, tell us a bit about John Kopczyk then. So, John Kopczyk only has two major books. Read My Desire and I Imagine There Is No Woman. Okay. So all these years she's been working and writing only two books. Wow. This is like the opposite of Zizek. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She comes from film studies, your okay. field. <coughs> yeah. And I will talk a little bit about her first book, Read My Desire, because the second one I tried to read. It's unreadable. Oh, really? She has like two books and you haven't even managed to read the second one. I tried several times. I was like, "Mm, maybe later if I know a bit better, if I've read a little bit of psychoanalysis. No. (laughs) (laughs) Still not accessible to me. I don't know what the target audience is of that book. Clearly a a low target audience. So John Kopczyk takes... um, feminist uh, film uh, theory from the 70s mm-hmm. she's like okay very important things but you misread psychoanalysis okay you know I, I, I always I always felt mm. I've told you this mm-hmm. before in film studies I always thought that psychoanalysis is like it didn't like somehow I thought it's not really like mm-hmm. happening in relation to the text and so on yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm glad that this is happening now yeah so in the 70s uh, many film theorists such as Laura Mulvey they decided to use Althusser Mm -hmm. uh, uh, in their analysis of the cinematic screen so they said oh the cinematic screen is basically a mirror and people see themselves in the characters of the films and somehow they get indoctrinated into patriarchy and uh, into capitalism okay and that's what Laura Malvey called the male gaze right emanating from the screen so then Kopczyk was like hmm that's interesting but that's not how the screen works and if you say that this is uh, what Lacan says is a misreading of Lacan because for Lacan you cannot you can never really identify with even the image you see in the actual mirror okay so it's it's more it's more of an open process and it's more dialectic um, and it's definitely not um, you know a one way um, to indoctrination. So fa- the fantasy in the Lacanian uh, ontology it's a much more um, complicated kind of territory and mar- much much more contested. So um, yeah, basically this is like uh, 
what Kobczyk says in Read My Desire is that instead of thinking of the cinematic screen as a mirror, we should think of the mirror as a cinematic screen. Okay. I could go on <laughs> about <laughs> the Panopticon and how it's flawed, but oh, do we want to have that show? I, th- I think, I think uh, <laughs> the show has been quite heavy already. <laughs> Theory-wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we should move into a song, a uh, Swiss band called Kos. Right. I don't remember the name of the song, but enjoy. <laughs> So, did you like that song? I really like. You like song. all the songs today? Yeah, yeah. This is my favorite day of the year. Okay. Um, I didn't know any of the songs, but I really enjoyed all of them. 
my job is that very few people know any of the songs. You know that. That's really bad. <laughs> I know. Super pretentious. So we're here, the ABC of Fita at Beton 7 Art Radio with here Fita and Mikas. And the audience. Entertaining the masses and educating. Especially that Joan Kobzik bit. Entertainment and education is how things should go, isn't it? In like life. bringing things together. Yes. Like uh, proud ancient Greeks, they entertained and educated the masses. And also they did, uh, <laughs> uh, they went to the gym. You need to also do that. What? Yoga. Yoga. The ancient Greeks did yoga. Yeah. The in Olympia. Olympian yoga. <laughs> are we ready for the next keyword? We are very ready. The next word is the commons. The commons? Yeah. Ooh. And ah, we spoke about common sense. It's Why are we? It's very different. Is it very different? Mm -hmm. Tell me, in what way is it really different? So it's really interesting with the commons because I've, I've been the one who was kind of interested in that topic back in the days. Uh -huh. But nowadays, I don't give a shit. And you are all the time discussing the commons, mainly bashing the commons. Bashing the commons. So the commons is basically um, a tendency of the kind of communist um, autonomous uh, politics that emerged in the last 20 years um, and became very popular in the art world for some reason. That some reason is the thing that interests me especially. Yeah. It's about sharing, right? Yeah, and it's about... What we like have in common. It's basically the capitalism um, made uh, the private property a thing. Uh -huh. So before the private property, there were everything was kind of common. The land was common, shared, etc. So, it's, so it's like going back back to this time. Yeah. Before the internet. But before... <laughs> before the electricity. Don't trigger me. <laughs> uh, but the problem... You know I grew up without the internet. It, it's really hard for me to conceptualize. Um, the thing with the commons is that ov obviously we can, because very few people can uh, make things that kind of uh, exist outside the capitalist world. Right. Most of the, especially the artistic uh, attempts in, you know, approaching the commons and representing the commons are symbolic. So sure. So, because they happen in mostly also in spaces that are not free from yeah. what they are describing and so on. So But that's the problem. Look, mm. if you have a problem with that, that's the problem with art in general, obviously. Where should art happen? Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, like, if, if, if you have a problem with art be, you know, operating on a symbolic level, mm -hmm. then art cannot do politics ever in that respect. No, no, because... It can only do self-defeating politics. That's not true, because... I don't. I don't think art should be politics. I, I. I think, but politics are also taking place in that field of representation, and art can interfere on that field and be significant. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you happy with that? I'm happy with that. So tell me, why do you hate the commons? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, today I'm very annoyed, but uh, I don't speak much. Have you noticed? Yeah, yeah. I have this kind of silent annoyance. <laughs> You're very tame. No, I wouldn't say I'm tame. I'm just, uh, I'm just annoyed. You know, I have, you know, this thing that they say, for example, the quiet power. Yes. I have the quiet annoyance. <laughs> It's like I am Zen within, you know, anti-humanism. 
Very nice. Like I have you a zen. Start a school. I have a zen misanthropy in me today. <laughs> I am extremely calm in hating everything. That's so nice. It's you very should, nice. You start like it's a very nice. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even like particularly, you know, emotionally invested or anything. Mm. I'm like, I I hate them really calmly. You should start like a monastery or something of hatred. Mm-hmm. That people come very quietly mm-hmm. and we're like clenching their teeth. No, no, teeth. it's not even like that. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's not even clenching teeth. It's not even pretend. You're like beyond any notion <laughs> like of a, feeling. It's like a headache. No, not even. It's like it's it's the same as serenity, but about hate. Very nice. It's very nice. It's very nice. Is it related I, to the comments? I feel it. I feel it rarely, but when it comes, it's a um, you know, it's what I call at least that gives me some comfort. <laughs> um, I think it is like you know, uh, in a sense, this kind of anti-humanism. Yeah, it's is about what connects people. It's like the discontent of society. I mean, the problem with the commons is like who decides what's common, which goes back into the previous discussion. And, oh, so and it is connected. After it is connected after all. You know, who, who, you know, what, what are these commons made of? And uh, they that they're always pointing towards the past as opposed towards as opposed to mm-hmm. the present or the future. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of imagining a purer society where mm-hmm. um, I don't know capitalism was less uh, omnipresent and uh, anar- you know anarchism was purer and but you know of course the more f- the further back we go to this the more we see that uh, it's not uh, you know the people who were organizing these things are not random people they're of course the people who have mm-hmm. a particular mm-hmm. power of representation and so on yeah yeah I mean that's the main problem I guess with um this new resurgence of yeah, the commons as an and idea. And in, in the Greek art world, honestly, it's just it's always really difficult. It's always traditional. It's really difficult. And I, I know we've spoken about architects already. But, but for example, when it goes to commons and architects, I would personally like to see them stop what they do. You do. mean executed? Not necessarily executed, but I would say, you know... I, I Amputated. You're getting warmer I mean like more like you know like stopped like I don't know how I don't know how and obviously I'm not I could be could be a little maybe a little too radical I I I would like this to stop somehow I don't know how it's I mean I'm obviously it's very problematic to say that uh, we need a totalitarian option for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for common for those who are who deal with the commons but we need some solution, you know, because here it, it has the final. It, it has really caused a tr- lot of trouble. And in Documenta, you know, what, you've seen what happened. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we'll t- we'll talk about Documenta next week because it's a D, the D episode. But um, in two weeks, sorry, because it's mm-hmm. bi-weekly. Bi-weekly show. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, they 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 have a real problem with them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you like them? Do you, first of all, do you like them sexually? They have, they very frequently they have dreadlocks. Is that a good thing? You know, I'm not opposing s- dreadlocks sexually. You don't oppose dreadlocks despite, sexually, despite the fact I find them um, problematic politically. So you like dreadlocks sexually? Yeah, but the thing is with commons. I mean do you like dreadlocks on straight people or on gay people? Of course, obviously we're talking about white. Greeks. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Obviously. Um, or yeah. Spanish? I 
Because the commons are quite uh, important in that Spain. Many, there are not that many gay people with white gay men, men with dreadlocks. But when they come, do you consider them to be like a special rarity that you would like to invest on? It usually comes with this attitude of the stoner hippie. The commons comes with this attitude, doesn't it? Well, unless you are in Harvard and stuff, like the, that professor you saw the, la- the other day. No, he came with that uh, He attitude. came with the yeah. dreadlocks. Yeah. I didn't know. He didn't have dreadlocks. But he, he had came with conceptual with dreadlocks. With yeah, he had conceptual dreadlocks. No, I like it. I like, I like the dreadlocks sexually. Conceptually? <laughs> conceptually, what do you mean? I, I, don't, I don't like I racism. <laughs> I'm not even sure what I mean, but I think we're ready to go to the next song. A band from Germany, all-female punk jazz band called Carambolage. Enjoy. Very nice. This song too. So you, you are very happy with the music today. So happy, so content to use a C word. Content. And not the, that C word. So shall we continue, Phil? Yes, we shall. Give me the drum roll. The next concept is... It's very conceptual. Conceptual art. That's why I did a double <laughs> yeah. drum. But listen. I'm listening. This is also a bit of a dated term. You use, we use it all the time, but not many people use it anymore. It's, I guess it is kind of a, kind of a dated term, mm-hmm. uh, one can say, because um, 
when conceptual art came about, mm-hmm. um, it was important to separate to itself separate. from something. Mm-hmm. Although, at the same time, you could say yes and no, because why would um, someone need the term conceptual art mm-hmm. when there has been, for example, Dada before? Right. Because it was mostly about... Yeah, I mean, uh, not really, but I mean, it was not mostly, but it was very much also about this, yes. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, we use it all the time. We also say that Pita is, very often we say, it's an audio-textual, conceptual duo. Look, the reason why we say conceptual is because it's important for uh, for us, mm-hmm. and I think for any anybody who has remotely any content mm-hmm. and anything interest in their work, today mm-hmm. to separate themselves from fine art right because fine art is generally it's fine it's not even fine fine art is very nice joke well done let me give you some uh, laughter say it again it's because fine art is just fine <laughs> this laugh track doesn't work every time this one yeah takes so long right so okay let's go back to fine the, art uh, today art is discussion. extremely bad is extremely the bad the drawings no i d- yeah i mean the f- i'm not sure what to choose should i just say that it's bad because it's still drawings mm-hmm. or should i say that it's bad because it is people who are trained to do drawings but decide to do political work and i think the latter is even worse you know what's the trickiest That you don't even like the conceptual art. I don't like the conceptual art. Yeah, no, but that's what I've said, that I don't like conceptual art because it's made not by the right people. There, You know, if we We follow... We should make it. If we follow... No, if if art followed the way of the 60s in terms of how schooling should be and so on, Mm -hmm. then obviously there would be people who would be trained into the... who would be, first of all, you know... uh, aware of the history of conceptual art and of the history of, let's say, interdisciplinarity in the arts mm-hmm, and anything mm-hmm. that hasn't got to do with being trained to do something very specific in order to sell your mm-hmm, work, for mm-hmm, example. Mm-hmm. Um, so art, uh, fine, a fine art school would essentially be, let's say, uh, what I would call loosely uh, practical cultural studies. Mm. So it would be like doing cultural studies, but applied. It would be like a loosely applied cultural studies field. Okay. This is what would be, if from the 60s onwards we followed with the term of, with the idea of conceptual art, but we should have been to that today. To be fair, isn't that the case in... in, in Something like Goldsmiths is yeah. kind of like this. In yes. Some places, I'm not saying that there aren't some places in the world that mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not suggesting that necessarily the work that comes out of this is fantastic, mm-hmm. but for example, if I go to a you know a show in in Goldsmiths, I, I I'm not going to say that it's irrelevant. I would say that it's right. kind of hip or a little bit superficial, maybe or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm, like this. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say that, and that has to do with a lot of things to do with British education and who goes there and you know right. how much money they have and why and so on. Um, but I would say that in, in Greece, for example, mm-hmm. there is no such thing as, as a conceptual art education, not even any basic conceptual art right. education. Um, so can you explain what you mean by that? Like, so you mean the, the, the practical cultural studies, so does that mean that you have like... No, like, like that, you know, that you are... The fact that you're an artist, right. it presupposes that you know what is feminism. 
and right. you know what is psychoanalysis. I don't mean mm. you are a specialist. I see you. You've been exposed to like the, this kind of yeah, to critical theory, yeah, critical, critical theory, uh, yeah, critical theory and streams of thought, as you say, kind of isms or whatever, right. because you realize that since the 20th century we've had this break mm-hmm. that art is no longer a kind of a craft of a genius right but it has to be or unless we go back to that i don't know if we go back to mm-hmm. art mm-hmm. being really fine art really being that person that you know cre- creates craft for the wall for example right. or for the king or something like this right unless we go back to this um we have to take into consideration the things that happened in the 20th century. Right. And in the 20th century, some people said, look, it cannot be just theater, just film, just... We have to, like, talk to each other, and Mm -hmm. all of us have to talk to Mm -hmm. cultural studies, let's say, for a lack of a better word, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. mean necessarily the field. I mean the idea that there is a signifier and signified and they need to be discussed and that, you know, culture has its own connections to... Uh, various movements of philosophy and so on. Right, right, right. Um, and I don't think that such such schools exist very much. I think they right. kind of are some around the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that are better than others, uh, but generally not really. And, and, and I think the result of that is that the conceptual art that we get today is much weaker than what we had, for example, in the 70s. Right. Um, and that and and for me that's because. But it's not like there were schools, as you put it, in the b- back it was, in the days. It was better. It was better. Even if you, you know look, what I mean, it was more kind of look, a, even pro- you, a social process rather than having no, like a fine art school. Also, also, I mean, if you look, for example, there are a lot of documentaries right. about sixties schooling, and they did a lot of crazy that's true, things. That's true, yeah. And even if you go into something which is not necessarily my favorite, like the Bauhaus. Right. Okay, it can have totalitarian and fascistic kind of twi- uh, you know sort of like under under tastes mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. on but the the essence of it you know the the, the, the sort of mm-hmm. discussions that were happening there were over over philosophical nature to an extent right now i'm going to slightly contradict myself at this Your point favorite. as my favorite especially because <laughs> i've i've mentioned bauhaus <clears throat> yeah. because i'd like to now turn this around itself right and say that when you get artists talking too much about philosophical concepts, it's, it's catastrophe. unbearable, isn't it? It is unbearable. That's what I wanted to ask you about the conceptual art that it becomes so I, I, so self-important that ends up being like, okay, I, I will explain l- you philosophy. Look, I guess my, my problem <laughs> is that, you know, you have these artists mm-hmm. and they're like painting, 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 painting. Yeah. And one, one day they decide Burio. <laughs> one day they decide Foucault. Mm-hmm. And it's like... What happened? No, <laughs> it's not going to go this way. It's going to go pa- maybe painting, 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 then maybe a little bit of video, then <laughs> then maybe I read some film studies. Then, you know, it's going to go like this. It has right. to go like this. And I think that's the main problem. That's why you get so much weak conceptual art, mm-hmm. especially in places like Greece. Right. Because it's like painting, 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 and one day queer. And it's like, whoa! What happened? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, like, and not only, not only yeah. what happened in terms of why did you decide to do this, right. but also who told you that you can? Who told you that you will produce something of any interest just because you chose to become a theorist? 
This is what I mean, and that's why that's so why maybe they should go back to the crafty bits. I think. Look, I, for example, you know, in uh, ask the fine the arts full school, circle of this argument. The fine arts school, absolutely. Look, look, there are two options. The fine arts school in Greece yes. is extremely traditional. Right. I wouldn't cause. Uh, I wouldn't tell them that they can make conceptual art. Mm-hmm. If I was teaching there, for example, I would continuously humiliate them right. as, a, as a strategy. I would say, look, you are painters, you can paint walls, and that's great. But it's like, uh, you, you can't judge an artwork in the, in the same way uh, that you would uh, conceptually and uh, technically, let's say, they're, because they're not measurable things, the conceptual uh, concerns. Yes, they are. Are they? Yeah. It has to do with research. It has to do with, uh, you know, how much body someone has on a, on a particular field. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to do with, uh, you know, getting a sense that they are... I'm, I'm not saying that there might not be conceptual work which I disagree with politically right, and still right. think that is good. So, for example... Are there examples? Yeah, for example, I would never say that, you know, Marina Abramovic doesn't know what she's doing. Yes. I hate it because right. it's new agey. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. think it's it's progressive. I think it's backwards. Mm-hmm. But it's not a, a case of she doesn't know what she's doing. Right. I think she's very well, you know, no, she's very knowledgeable of her field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think she's following it with some respect and rigor. And I think that's a different story. Consistency. Consistency for me is really important. And it's funny that we are saying that, considering that, because you know... we are not doing it. Well, not ex- I wouldn't say that, but we're very interested, let's say, in contradiction. Right. But I wouldn't say that we're not doing it in in the sense of uh, n- not working on the things that we're interested in. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's the case. I think we're pro- producing a lot of things all the time. But despite the fact that we say we do conceptual art, um, I don't think we are uh, kind of recognized or understood as conceptual artists. I think most people say we are doing like trolling or they don't they don't want to give us the. But that, that that's not the, because that doesn't have to do with with uh, the work that has to do with the fact that uh, we're not we're not um, our work is not recognized as anything right it's not really recognized as part of a, of an art establishment right um, and um, yeah I, I, I don't have a problem with that do you Me neither I didn't go to the art school and look I didn't even eat in the art I school Mensa. I want to tell you something. I'm 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 glad you never went to an art school and to the art school. And I I didn't quite go into a fine art school myself either, mm-hmm. to be honest. Anyway, I just want to tell you tell me. that the song that I chose as next song, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that this was the time. Mm-hmm. But what's the name of the band? What is it? Conceptuto. Very nice. No joke. It was just it was by chance. Okay. Beautiful. Let's listen to it. Intestinal flora, extra high potency bioflavonoids. But wait! No bulk, no bulk, 
glutamine, chewable organic time release, ginseng, bee pollen, brewer's yeast, seven grain spleen tabs, psyllium hydrophilic mucilloid. Yes! Yes, bulk! Yes, bulk! I've got to have bulk! Yes, bulk! I've got to have bulk! Fiber, 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 fiber! B1, B9, B2, B4, B6, B8, be smart! Hi, and now for our recipe of the week. Two tablespoons of soy lecithin, half a cup of brewer's yeast, whole banana, quarter cup of papaya juice, a teaspoon of sea salt, a pinch of dolomite powder, four ounces of marmite, two bouillon cubes, and mix. Desiccated liver snacks, para-aminobenzoic, no-stress Arecibo wafers, concentrated liquid fructose, essential fatty acids. But wait! No bulk, no bulk, I've got to have bulk. No bulk, I've got to have bulk. Fiber, 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 fiber. B1, B9, B2, B4, B6, B8, B smart. You're always listening to the ABC of Fita, and mm. uh, this is the letter C. Um, we have gone uh, a little past the first half of uh, our show, a little yeah. bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, has it been a good show? What do you think? It's been a, a it's rather a bit heavy. Early. It's a bit early to judge. Is it early to judge? I well, know for oh, sure look, that not many people listen today because I've tried to post on social media and they didn't get reactions. Okay, so today we are kind of lonely. It's the two of us and Lucas. And uh, our hardcore fans. Yeah, like... Like four. Hello. Devote, devotees. <laughs> our lovely four listening to us to the last drop of this project. She's there. <laughs> Waiting. Waiting. The target audience of one. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we ready for we to go to our next... Uh, I'm very ready. Whoops. No. <laughs> Next word is casino. Ooh, casino. I know nothing about casinos. I know you know nothing I because you don't <laughs> like gambling. I don't. I never really liked gambling. It's crazy. Huh? To be honest, mm-hmm. as a person, I, I, I haven't thought of gambling until I was 18. Okay. What happened then? What happened then? You know how um, Bulgaria entered the European Union? So, and I grew up in a small town near Bulgaria. <laughs> ah. <laughs> exactly, there. So, this, this um, up until the moment that Bulgaria enters the European Union, despite the fact that Bulgaria was 20 minutes from uh, where I lived, okay. I've never been. I've never visited. It was as if it didn't exist, mm-hmm. you know. You know the, how the usual relationship of the north of Greece to its uh, neighbors. It's really disgusting. Like mm-hmm. we we felt more close to Athens, that is like I don't know seven hours, than Bulgaria, it's half an hour. 
So, okay, then the um, European Union comes and it's back before the crisis, back in the good days. So, uh, there is this new tourist uh, um, development in the borders that they, uh, they make um, ski resorts and casinos and uh, brothels. So, it's like an all-inclusive uh, Greek uh, <laughs> package entertainment uh, package. <laughs> it's truly dystopian. So, in order to make it more like, I don't know, to, to, to get more people there, um, they put these little buses every half an hour. That, that takes you straight to the brothel. <laughs> straight to the, <laughs> well, yeah, to the entertainment zone. Okay. That's for free. Okay. The, the shuttle is for free. And you go there and the alcohol is free in the casino. Whoa. And the food is free. Okay. So it's like okay, we are 18 years old, and we are like okay, and you can only go, you can, uh, you don't need a passport, you go with um, ID. So we're like okay, let's go. And it's like so we, the the youth of Ceres, we started going to the casino to get the free booze and food, and you know, it's it was more exciting than going out for a coffee to <laughs> the city center, um, and th- there was this casino that was like. Um, like a Egyptian like palace <laughs> it was truly dystopian <laughs> uh, and then we started playing a little money you know just to to pump not from to, to gamble but you, you know, know for fun for fun and we started making money that's how it see that's why they have food and booze <laughs> yeah. and prostitutes yes. to get you there it's true. and I'm make I'm you you know addicted addicted and then you lose your money well the thing is that's how I remember it that's how I remember those days that we never really lost I, th- I remember we had an Excel uh, Excel file and we put all what we lose what we earn and we were always on the green because we didn't have much money to lose anyway uh, so Fast forward to the future, then um, I leave my hometown, I never really go back, but then I go abroad and I'm like, oh, I want to go to a casino and make <laughs> some money. <laughs> then the first time I go... In the UK? In Berlin. Okay. I lose. You lose like your money. 40 euros. Okay. And I'm like, what an idiot I am. I don't have money to lose in casinos. Why do I do that? And what is the moral of this story? The moral of the story is <laughs> not the good uh, thing that, oh, okay, then people never went to the casino. Okay. No, it's not that. The next day... The next day? I go to the Berlin Casino. The Berlin Casino is fantastic. It's uh, because they have only old people working there. They are uh, public servants. So there are like all these... Uh, how you call that guy who does the roulette? What, the croupiers? The croupiers. They are like 65, 70 years old. And they have huge windows because the German law does not allow for the dark casino. It's it's a very bizarre place. And the alcohol, in contrast to the Bulgarian experience, is like extremely expensive. Twenty euros <laughs> to buy beer and stuff. Right. So it's like a very, a very bizarre, bizarre casino environment. The next day, we go back to the casino, and this time I'm like, okay, casinos are not good. We are losing our money. Why did we come back? And then. Yes. We made like 300 euros at night. So I don't know what's the moral of this story. (laughs) Sometimes casinos are bad. Sometimes casinos are good. (laughs) But the Berlin casino 
is definitely good because those old croupiers, mm-hmm. if they want to give you a number on roulette and they like you, they give they you the know num- how to do it because they've done it a gazillion times. They know how to pick the, the number. I Are you crazy? They, I think they do. The next band is Crash Course in Science, Kitchen Motors. I need my motors, I need my kitchen motors. Away every day for the salesman to come around. So we had two songs in a row that uh, had uh, electrical kitchen mixers, did you notice? I noticed, was that on purpose? It was on purpose, yeah. Did you like it? I get bored a little bit, every song is the same. You get bored? I get bored with you today in general in this show. (laughs) I was really good with the casino story. (laughs) All your stories today are extremely slow, have you noticed that? No, that's not true. Yeah. You're like, there is some content, contrary, for example, to the first and second show. Yes. Today there is more content, but the delivery is like, uh, like, no, like, like that. But you're not that energetic either. No, I'm not that energetic. Do you think it's because of Christmas approaching? Yeah, we are also like the Mercury is still retrograding, you know. Is it? The usual. The difficult, the, the extremely difficult third show. <laughs> I don't think this third show is difficult. No, the second it's slower. Th- Why was the are second? People complaining that we're like speaking a lot very fast and moving very fast. Really? And, you know, so you think it's better now, huh? More it's pacey. More radiophonic. And you're listening to the ABC, ABC. of Ita. We're moving into the next topic. Mm-hmm. And our next topic is conspiracies. Okay. Favorite, favorite topic of Fita, conspiracy theorists, mm-hmm. conspiracy theories, and the people who believe in conspiracy theories. 
everything um, around conspiracies. Wouldn't you say it's one of the things that we that kind of united us before we even existed, sort of I like talking so. about conspiracies and I so on. I think so. I think so. Before we could even crystallize them, to use another C word. Very nice. Crystallize. Before we could even crystallize them, there was a. Uh, this notion of uh, understanding ridiculousness, I guess, of conspiracy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is something that uh, we shared. Is there a conspiracy theory you believe in? Is there a conspiracy theory I believe in? Mm-hmm. Is there a conspiracy theory I believe in? What about the 9-11? No. You don't think that George Bush knew? No. You don't? No. N- not even a little bit? No. <laughs> what do you mean not even a okay. little bit? What about the moon landing? Uh, that's bullshit. No. The Kennedy assassination. It was CIA. No. No? You don't believe in the, the Kennedy assassination? Oh, come on. That's an obvious one, right? I don't know. I think even Donald Trump believes in that. What? <laughs> well, <laughs> therefore you should believe in it since you have the same star sign and... Ascendant and same day of birth, right? The same love for cryptocurrencies. But what about. Mm-hmm. Okay, there is a good one. What about uh, UFOs? What about them? You don't believe that there was any time in the human history that aliens visited us? No. Oh my god, you're really skeptical. I don't believe in UFOs. I don't think they exist in general. What do you mean, anywhere in the universe? No really sad I know it's, it's very long that's it, not even cons- conspiracy theories you know very many famous like physicists and stuff believe. conspiracy is <laughs> <laughs> physics a conspiracy for you yes I don't believe in physics what about CERN I don't believe in it <laughs> <laughs> it's a Swiss lies I'm extremely skeptical <laughs> you're so skeptical yeah there are some things I believe in some Which conspiracy. the conspiracies do you believe in? Uh, I be- I really believe that at some point uh, aliens visited Earth. Why? Uh, because, come on, the universe is so vast. No. <laughs> so many people have reported that. But they might have been meteorites or something. Okay. And have you noticed that most of the people reporting have been in Texas? I rest my case. Yeah, yeah, I've met people from Texas. The other conspiracy I kind of... I'm flirting with. Flirting with believing in. Yeah, not believing. I mean, there is a historical aspect of it. I um, <laughs> I like when, and when you like, pause and take a serious kind of look. <laughs> look, Phil, you know, I know Shh, some gosh. of it is conspiratorial, but this one, there, there is some... Okay, the the... the, the, the the history of the of the Masons. Mm-hmm. There, there was some in major influence in uh, political events that was uh, because of Masonic temples, like the Greek Revolution, for example. Philiketeria was a Masonic. Uh, uh, the Friendly Society was a Masonic uh, association. I have to say, I don't really know much about Masonry. What mm-hmm. really? How really? come you've never? Because you were always. I think the reason why is because. Because I think that if I like the anti-Masonic, if I yeah, if I if I read a lot about <laughs> it, I think I would have to somehow fall a little bit into the, mm-hmm. and so I I generally try to avoid things that I'm very good at that you know mm-hmm. it's a, it's a it's a sort of 
skill. Ca- cultural Pavlovian thing. Tell me. I, I try to avoid things that I think are will be good in convincing me about something that I don't want to be convinced about. Oh, that's the worst. That's why you're a skeptic, because you're afraid of conspiracies, because you're really prone to conspiracies, after all. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. You knew it. I've been to this Masonic temple in London. And? Was it good? It was so good. Because we went there for a performance uh-huh. with Athanasius. The performance was terrible. Yeah, right. And she had this beautiful venue and she ruined it. Usually beautiful venues are used for the worst things. It's such a pity. But yeah, uh, the venue was hid- the Masonic temple was hidden in a hotel. So you had to go in the hotel and then you know, go up a little staircase and then enter this beautiful room full of like beautiful like um, sculptures made of wood and stuff. It was really like a move on Hollywoodian version. No, just I like the temple. Aesthetics. And that's it. You have nothing else to say. I didn't like the artwork. Did I say that? Oh yeah, you did say that. <laughs> so conspiracies are not only about ma- masonry. Conspiracies are everywhere, especially in Greece. Sometimes conspiracies in Greece are... Greeks love conspiracies. Become the... They love the conspiracies. Canon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's where anti-Semitism comes from. It's true. It's like a big conspiracy theory turning into some a form of racism, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a kind of anti-Americanism, communist ghost meets... Uh, uh, post-Ottoman, I know it all. Yeah, yeah, and it's produced, it is presented, the conspiracy theories are presented as common sense in Greece very often. Yeah. Like, um... Like taxes. Yeah, the taxes. I mean, in taxes, it's, I mean, I don't has there been, ha- has there been a, like, a study of Greek taxes and the things like that they tell Like Make a map of what is the, the common sense of the taxi driver. Like, the fact that Jews con- uh, control the world, for example, is a given. Is a given, yeah. And then we discuss who is a Jew in the Greek government, mm-hmm. like. But isn't that also a given? Yeah, yeah, but. But like, which ones are the the ones who are responsible for? You know, like okay, it's the, the details that are like not addressed. I don't know. Even even people who are not radicals, like the Uber drivers, who are not as radicals as the taxi drivers. The other day, the one told me. Oh, you know, you should get your uh, driver's license in Greece because in Germany it costs 10,000 euros. <laughs> and uh, he said it, like, as a fact. That that uh, that, that it costs 10,000 euros? Yes, in Germany. Why? I don't know. I, was, I, I, I didn't want to really dispute. <laughs> <laughs> because you just don't do that, right? Well, especially in a taxi. I don't... I, I, yeah... Let's not talk about taxis again. No, no, no. Um, um, I think we can move on. Move on to okay. a song. I, I, I think. I think. Um, I quite like the the point at the at, at which this song is coming in. Right. Um, conspiracies and so on. It's uh, from a band called Crass. Oh, right. You know Crass. We've I met uh, the lovely Eve Libertin two years ago she came at their to festival. Athens, yeah, and performed in Sound Acts. And uh, we're gonna listen to a very angry and heavy and banned from the BBC and from very very many places piece of spoken word called Reality Asylum, very Antichrist, and you'll see. Very nice. Well, gentlemen and ladies. 
My name is Inspector Savage from Scotland Yard, and this gentleman is Detective Constable White. In connection with complaints we've received, I'll ask you the questions and my colleague here will take down the replies. Now you understand that you have been cautioned. Firstly, I'd like you to identify this record. I am no feeble Christ, not me. He hangs in glib delight upon his cross, upon his cross, above my body, lowly me. Christ forgive, forgive, holy he, he holy, he holy, shit he forgives. Forgive, forgive, I, I, me, I, I vomit for you, Jesu, Christi Christus, puke upon your papal throne. Wrapped you are in the bloody shroud of churlish suicide. Wrapped I am in the bloody cloud of hellish genocide, petulant child. I have suffered for you where you have never known me. I too must die. Will you be shadowed in the arrogance of my death, your valley truth? What lights pass those pious heights? What passing bells for these in their trucks? For you, Lord, you are the flag bearer of these nations one against the other that die in the mud. No piety, no deity. Is that your forgiveness? Saint, martyr, goat, Billy. Forgive? Shit he forgives. He hangs upon his cross in self-righteous judgment. Hangs in crucified delight, nailed to the extent of his vision. His cross, his manhood, his violence, guilt, sin. He would nail my body upon his cross, as if I might have waited for him in the garden, as if I might have perfumed his body, washed those bloody feet. This woman that he seeks, suicide visionary, death reveler, rape, rapist, grave digger, earth mover, life fucker, Jesu. You scooped the pits of Auschwitz. The soil of Treblinka is rich in your guilt, the sorrow of your tradition. Your stupid humility is the crown of thorn we all must wear. For you, master, master of gore, enigma, stigma, stigmata, errata, eraser. The cross is the mast of our oppression. You fly there, vain flag. You carry it. Wear it on your back, Lord, your back. Enola is your gaiety. Suffer, little children. Suffer in that horror. Hero horror, horror hero, hero shimmer, shimmer hero, hero shimmer, hero shimmer, hero shimmer, hero shimmer. The bodies are your delight. The incandescent flame is the spirit of it. They come to you, Jesu, to you. The nails are the 
Trinity. Hold them in your corpsey gracelessness, the image that I have had to suffer. These nails at my temple. The cross is the virgin body of womanhood that you defile. In your guilt, you turn your back, nailed to that body. Lamas Jesus calls me sister. There are no words for my contempt. Every woman is a cross in his filthy theology. He turns his back on me in his fear. His vain delight is the pain I bear. Alone he hangs, his choice, his choice. Alone, alone, his voice, his voice. He shares nothing, this Christ. Sterile, impotent, fuck love, prophet of death. He is the ultimate pornography. He, he, hear us, Jesus. You sigh alone in your cock fear. You lie alone in your cunt fear. You cry alone in your woman fear. You die alone in your man fear. Alone, Jesu, alone in your cock fear, cunt fear, woman fear, man fear. Alone in your fear, alone in your fear, alone in your fear. Your fear, 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 warfare, 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 warfare. Jesus died for his own sins, not mine. I don't know if you noticed at the beginning of the track that uh, uh, they ask the policeman if they can mm -hmm. identify the truck and it's some children. Oh, right. And it's this truck they're, they're referring to, which are the children. Right. Yeah. So Very it's nice. like a circular, an extra thing. So we wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> this beautiful song. Um, incredible i mean cross is a very very special post-punk thing mm -hmm. for, because it's 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 incredible that such an uh, you know a kind of uh, uh, yeah like basically uh, absolute street anarchists mm -hmm. would mm -hmm. come together with this beautiful uh, lyrical incredibly uh, lyrical avant-garde spoken word uh, genius uh, mm -hmm. um, yeah it's it's yeah and, and I, but I think you know generally, contrary to very many other projects that I play, that I play in this show mm -hmm. that are obscure, Crass I think have been given their space in. I think they're even in Greece they're quite uh, not quite in popular, Greece, but, mm. but they have an audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a very it's very difficult to follow. Uh, and many people like to wear their. Um, yeah, the, the logo is the logo. is maybe more popular than the work. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> but anyway, um, it's very iconic. Um, so now, what time is it? Poetry time. Mm. It's poetry time. So today we're, we're reading the, um, the work of a poet that every gay man loves. And that is? Anne Carson. Okay. So um, 
just for the people who are listening to us for the first time, mm-hmm. we should say that every week we have a poet, poet of the, or every two weeks we mm-hmm. have in every <laughs> session we have a poet of the of the week and right. uh, philosopher of the week. Mm-hmm. We've done already philosopher of the week, and I'm going to read some Anne Carson. The piece is called Ode to Sleep. Think of your life without it, without that slab of outlaw time punching, punctuating sorry, every pillow, without pillows, without the big black kitchen and the boiling stove where you snatch morsels of your own father's legs and arms, only to see them form into a sentence, which you weep with sudden joy will save you, if you can remember it later. Later, not much left but a pale green epsilon embalmed between butter and fly. But what's that stuff he's doubling in your eye? It is the moment when the shiver stops. A shiver is a perfect servant. Her amen soothes. As a matter of fact, she confides in a footnote, it was a misprint for mammoth. It hurts me to know this. Exit wound, as they say. It's a beautiful poem. It's a really beautiful poem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anne Carson yeah. is fantastic. Huh? She's done this, like, she's famous for this translation she's done for Antigone and for all this ancient Greek, Sappho. So it's really difficult for a Greek person, like, for me. Okay. <laughs> to to deal with her ancient Greek love, but she's done really fabulous translations, and yeah, it it makes you reapproach this work. Um, I'm 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 saying it's difficult because of the trauma of Greek Greek education, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, in order to reappreciate Adigoni, you need to yeah. And do you think there is a there are different uh, positions towards Anne Carson in terms of that ancient Greek thing? Like, mm-hmm. are there people who who would say, oh, I like that, but I'm not so keen on that. Is there like a school of being able to distinguish between the two tendencies? No, because her, 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 um, her translations are very creative and postmodern, poetic. Um, okay. So it's, it's not like, she's not like uh, just a classicist scholar, mm-hmm. basically. She's, uh, she's much more intertextual and, uh, yeah. And I really love her Sappho things because she translates the fragments so there are missing words and missing phrases. So it's it's very avant-garde in a sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anne Carson is fantastic. Um, I I feel a little bit like we have uh, gone uh, slightly low uh, a bit early because mm-hmm. we have another twenty twenty-five minutes of in the show. Mm-hmm. So I have decided to play something rather hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's listen to a band called Cassibear. Mm-hmm and you'll see. Okay.
So, did you like that song? Aggressive? I liked uh, the energy of the song. <laughs> it has actually really good words. Um, anyway. Viral? You say viral? Virility. I don't yeah. know. Is there such a word? I think so. Anyway, are we ready for our next concept? We're very ready. The next word is crisis. Crisis. Ooh. It's a buzzword that we've been listening to for so long crisis in this porn. city. Athens, the city of crisis. Greece, the country of crisis. How many years has it been since this started? 2009? Ten years of crisis? Ten years of crisis. How do you like the crisis? In, in Athens? Mm -hmm. It's very, very good. Very good. The, the rents are uh, cheap. Uh, yeah, there is Airbnb. <laughs> uh, but the thing with Athens There is a crisis, lot of art. Okay, stepping Look, out of the what financial I, what I really aspect. like What I really like about the crisis is that finally you can have sushi cheap in Athens. <laughs> because I could, without, without that I couldn't really imagine li spending here a long time. So, so, it's, uh, it's so, but the thing with crisis, besides the obvious financial aspect that was kind of uh, bad and detrimental for the people, uh, there is a whole fetishization of the crisis. Right. So on, on one aspect we have the, uh, the narrative of the resistant uh, locals. Right. And on the other hand we have the narrative of those who became creative because of the crisis. Okay. And we shall focus on the second one. So who are the ones that became creative because of the crisis? So supposedly the Athenian youth. Is this true? It's a really tricky question. I don't think it's a tricky question. It is a tricky question because on one hand there is um, there are developments in the subcultural life of Athens right. that happened in the, la the last uh, 10 years. Right. Uh, but on the other hand it's really dubious to say that this happened because of the crisis, due to the crisis. It's kind of reducing the, co the complexity of the phenomenon into a very simple and romantic notion. Oh, they're poor, they're hungry, and they're becoming creative. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. But... Oh my God, that was very strong. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yeah. But... Yes. Was that better? Much better. Okay. Um, is it true? Uh, what do you think? It's a very tricky question. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> um, I'm not gonna use the C word. Look, um, <laughs> I think it's true. In what sense? Um, in the sense that um, there's been a... Because of the crisis, there's mm -hmm. been a really... Um, th there's been a, a kind of uh, important mm -hmm. doubting of the Greek structure. Mm. So there was like a dis disruption of normative ideas about what Greekness is. Correct. And there was a whole uh, guilt. Oh, did we did we destroy it? Like, because, okay, there is one, one, one part of the population and of the public discourse that is our, it's not our fault, the, the Germans are uh, to be blamed. Yeah. But there is another part uh, that is like, okay, maybe we did something wrong. And I don't think, the I guilt. mean, I, I think there is the, uh, we didn't do it, the Germans did it, but mm -hmm. I think there is also another interesting narrative, right. which has to do with 
it's not us, the young people who did it. It's uh, yeah. the previous fucked up generations that did it. Yeah. The and despite the fact that I don't, I'm not, I'm not buying the German theory. Mm-hmm. I don't have such a problem buying a little bit of that. The new other theory. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and I think that's why when I'm saying that I think interest that I that I think the crisis has brought interesting things. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with, for example, uh, making previous generations be interesting. No, I, th- uh, I think I don't follow. I think all previous, all the generations from seventies up until two thousand, right, can be erased. Okay, that's from a bit harsh. Greece, uh, no, they can be erased. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, uh, in terms of cultural impact. Yes, mm-hmm. and development and so on. I the, think the I think, so-called metapolitical period. Yeah, that uh, this whole thing has nothing. It has nothing. Mm. So um, I don't think that the crisis, for example, made people who are m- part of these generations suddenly make something different. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just think it's not true. It's not true. What they stopped voting for Pasok, for example, they voted for Syriza. That was um, before it was elected. It was um, some uh, a political party with a radical politic political agenda. That was a bit. Unusual. Well, I think let's talk about series at the latest at a later point when because the it's a S much comes. more complicated phenomenon. It's true, um, but and I it's not necessarily crisis bound series. I don't as a think phenomenon. so. I don't think so. I think it's actually the same as Pasok. But we can we can discuss Argue. this we because, as you know, uh, besides cryptocurrency, I also endorse support Alex Tsipras. Alex Tsipras. <laughs> yeah. I really so like him. Your favorite is Tsipras and Putin. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, not that different if you think about it. Right. Uh, <laughs> keyword being perestroika. <laughs> My favorite recent word. Um, no, but I, I, yes, I do. I, I do firmly believe that there is a quite there's a rather new generation here mm-hmm. which <coughs> which I'm not saying is all good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it has for example a lot of very scary 4chan style dreadful things in Greece in Greece really there are some uh, in YouTube and so on mm-hmm. but uh, I would say they're different they're different I would say that I see some difference I would but is it I, the I crisis or the internet I because come break. on the internet you cannot separate the two um, because the internet also came to this country at that time and made things much more international. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying. Yeah, of course, the crisis and the internet in Greece came together. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, that's the one I was looking for. It's, it's good that you, you know have what? the you have the you know written what? on we top have, of them. We have, I mean, we have only fifteen more minutes, right. and and there is no. Uh, we haven't really talked about Christmas at all. Mm-hmm. This is the topic of which the day, is, which is a shame, really. It was an over because we're, uh, we're an over, over our look, theme before we before we talk about Christmas. Yes. let's listen to a Christmassy song from a Christmas Neue Deutsche Welle collection I have. Uh, from a band called Crooks. This is 24 of December and then we come back with Christmas, I think. Okay, good. (laughs) 
I didn't choose the right song. This That's is Cardiac with like R.E.S. Yes, but it's a great song. Let's listen to it. Let's talk a little bit over the song because we don't have so much more time remaining and we haven't spoken about Christmas. The main topic of today. The main topic of today, which arrives seven minutes before the end. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I, I always have so much music I want to play and it's never, there's never enough time. Um, and you always talk a lot. I talk a lot? Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you realized how much you have talked today? Half? Really? Less than half. Tell us about Christmas then. When I was little. Yeah. And I Can really you make that story really quick? And I really liked Christmas. Yeah. Um, a cousin of mine uh, went to Christmas, uh, to London for Christmas. <laughs> London, yeah. London for Christmas. Yeah. 
And when she came back, she was shocked. Shocked? At what? How much they like Christmas in London. Yeah. And the UK in general. And she told me, mm -hmm. they put so many decorations. They even decorate their toilets. <laughs> that was their the pinnacle of decoration. <laughs> and for many years, my God, I was, I was thinking, I want to go to London and see the decorated toilets. And? <laughs> it became a thing in my mind. Like every family <laughs> decorates their toilet. And <laughs> in, now? In the UK. And then I moved to, the, to London for five years. And I've never seen a decorated toilet. And I'm so... Until <laughs> now. What happened now? Brexit. <laughs> put on that. <laughs> Should I put some laughter? Yes. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But do you like Christmas, really? So I had the um, essential anarchist period that I said, oh, I hate Christmas. But I generally tend to like Christmas there. Like, it's a camp celebration. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I love fairy lights. You love fairy lights? I do. I re what I like, I like Christmas, but I don't like fireworks. Ah, yeah, you should. You know, I hate fireworks. I don't mind fireworks either. Mm. No. What about, um, I don't know, North Korea? Do you like North Korea? Yeah, yeah. I, I quite like North Korea, actually. It's very good for bitcoins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the... Um, the Christmas thing. Uh, yeah, I, I also... What do you think about the turkey and the Christmas food? Uh, we have a friend that likes the the, what they stuff the turkey with. Yes. But not the turkey. It's uh, Ale Our friend Alex. Turkey is not that great and, of a and meat. And so Alex cooks the stuffing. <laughs> as a food. As a food. And <laughs> says, I, I, I'm going to prepare the stuffing. <laughs> But the moment that the turkey is not stuffed, it's not clearly stuffing. it's not stuffing anymore, right? <laughs> right. It's something else. What is it? There is no name for the it's stuffing. It's the potentiality of stuffing. <laughs> it's the, 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 the Dalesian version. <laughs> yes. Acceleration is turkey. Acce with <laughs> the, the turkey without organs. <laughs> Very nice. I am... Um, But, uh, the audience is like uh, hysterical. I, I've I've heard also that be, this year because you live with um, vegetarians, mm -hmm. you're gonna have tofurkey for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it true? It's it's is it a, It's been discussed. Is it a hoax, a kind of a myth that uh, people in vegan houses eat tofurkey? No, no, it's true. Turkey is made out of tofu. I've seen it happening. You've before. seen tofurkeys, and do they stuff tofurkeys? Of course. Wouldn't it be funny if they stuffed the Frankies with meat? <laughs> <laughs> Don't think. Tragic. <laughs> Wouldn't that be extremely ironic? <laughs> like, imagine if you pre prepared the whole, whole tofurkey. What do you imagine like, tofurkey is? It's not like an animal made of tofu. It's an animal made of tofu. Uh, no, it's not. I'm sorry. You, 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 you create this, you sculpture this beautiful tofurkey <laughs> <laughs> gently. And then someone puts meat inside, therefore making it redundant as a vegan food. I don't think that's funny, actually. No? Mm -mm -mm -mm. Tell me more about your liking of Christmas. Do you like Christmas? I quite like Christmas. Do you like Christmas trees? 
I used to really like Christmas trees. What happened then? The problem with the, with liking Christmas trees is that I am one of those purists that like uh, the, live the real Christmas trees. Oh, you know, you know, you know. Because I like their smell and I like the the green the green color of the Christmas so, tree. Although I generally hate the color green and nature and so on. I go to the UK. I don't find the decorated toilets. But what I realize is that in the UK, it's not that common to have the plastic tree. It's considered a bit... Naff. Tacky. <laughs> tacky and trashy. Mm-hmm. And I was like telling my friends, uh, you know, plastic trees, the, the real one is really bad for the environment. They were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> in this land of... Uh... <laughs> Thank God they didn't, they won't have to, you know, obey to the... <laughs> to the European laws for, the, for environment protection. So they can have the real trees. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's why I, I can't really they can say anymore. They decorate uh, live animals and stuff. Because you know what? I mean, I, I always liked the Christmas tree, but I didn't really like when it kind of dies. It's quite tragic. I didn't like that, yeah. And so, so I liked it. What I can definitely tell you mm-hmm. is that I like the glass bubbles as opposed to the plastic ones okay, okay that's easy that's come on easy, I mean easy. I mean the plastic ones are tragic um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and what about New Year's Eve do you like New Year's Eve but that's the other thing I've learned should we, in the should, UK. We, should we you know tell you know wish our audience a happy a new happy year a happy new year and we hope that 2018 is better than all of the previous years 2017 was not as bad as 2016 to say the truth that's true it's been okay it's been fine it's been relatively but okay. wait 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 the last thing i learned in the uk was that people exchange gifts in the christmas day and santa claus comes in the christmas day because oh, yes. increase the in- Santa Claus comes, comes on New Year's Eve. Right. I don't know where where that comes from actually. Because <laughs> yeah, that has been that's a mistake, isn't it? Yeah, that's a it's clear mistake. <laughs> Even the Santa Claus comes like on the wrong time in Greece. Mm-hmm. It's late. Santa Claus is late. And uh, what else I like about New Year's uh, celebrations in Greece? I like the gambling part. What gambling? Ah, yeah. It is traditional. People play cards. To play yeah. blackjack. Yeah, true. And in my family. Yeah. You know, there is the New Year's Eve special pie. Uh huh. Called Vasilopita. And uh, uh, in this pie, there is one coin. Yes. And whoever gets the piece with the coin, he's lucky. Right. But in my family, whoever gets the piece with a coin, he gets 50 euros. Oh, really? Yes. So he's not lucky. He's like lucky, lucky. Lucky, lucky. Okay. Um, so maybe this year people should put bitcoins in their vasilopitas. <laughs> <laughs> and on this happy note, mm-hmm. I'm go- we're going to play our, our last song for the day. And we're going to have to say goodbye for this year. Goodbye 2017 from Fita. We hope you have enjoyed our first three shows. We're coming back in the next year with Imagine the letter D. the people who listen to this show on a pod- as a podcast many years later and they feel so nostalgic of the old, good old times. That's amazing. You mean when there is war and stuff? We should make our show more, uh, how it's called, diachronic. Okay. You shouldn't say, oh, now it's 2017. Transcendental. Yeah, it should be 
the ABC of Ita, not the ABC of Ita. That happened in 2017. Yeah, but you know what? That's the magic with us. We can be specific and abstract at the same time. That's true. And that's what we wish. And that's what makes classic art. And we wish to all of you all to of become it. classic art. Yes. And I will finish by doing a little naughty thing for... Uh, just before we finish with a year oh. i'm going to play a band that doesn't start with c that's so fucked up but it can't well it's a it's a christmas song it's called christmas with satan and that's why i wanted to finish with this song <laughs> but it's uh, from james white and james white was at some point a member of a band called the contortions so i am kind of I doing give, a half naughty thing okay, yeah. enjoy christmas with satan and happy christmas and new year's eve everybody All of you, regardless of religious preference. Happy holidays. Ciao. Bye.
scream and a howl of joy when his Christmas feast is served.